Jesus, thank you for tonight. Thank you for Thursday evening. Thank you for the end of the week. Some of us have been through a lot this week. Some of us have done some really good things, and here we are. We're thankful to spend an evening with each other and in your presence like we are always. Just thank you for the peace that you give us because of Jesus. In your name, amen. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 and 19 says this. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Makes sense so far. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. When I was eight years old, I was almost kidnapped by a man in a security guard outfit. Not exactly the best transition, because he asked me to follow him too but you're intrigued. My sister had written a book called The Laughing Cow, and it had won an award. And that award was to be presented at the mall in Boise, Idaho. And so our family took a trip, and my sister received her blue ribbon for her purple cow book. And as we were gathering to leave, and my parents were in the entryway as an eight-year-old. I thought it would be a good idea to leave without my parents' permission and go wait on the hood of our car. And as I was sitting on the hood of our car, a man in a security guard outfit approached me, and he got about 30 feet away. And he said, young man, I dropped my cigarettes in the seat of my car and my hand is too big to reach them, will you come and get them for me? And I said, yes. And I started to walk toward the man. I crossed about 10 feet and an invisible force that I could not explain as an eight-year-old stopped me in my tracks. I couldn't move anymore. And the man repeated himself, explaining his situation. I stared at him and just shook my head no. He tried again. I shook my head no. He waved his arm at me in disgust and disappeared. I ran back in to the mall, told my parents what had happened. My mom's weeping. My dad's angry. And they call the police who say, there's been a man reported several times trying to get little kids in his car today in the shopping mall. And I think, how different would my life have been had that invisible force that I now know as the Holy Spirit not completely stopped me in my tracks? and kept me 20 feet away from this predator. Some years later, I was reading a book called The Barbarian Way by some megachurch pastor somewhere. 
And he said, rhinos can run 30 miles an hour. And rhinos immediately became my favorite animal after this story. Rhinos can run 30 miles an hour, but they can only see 30 feet ahead. And so if you do the math, a rhino is about as fast as a flying squirrel, which you may not have known, or also like a used pinto. Thank you for getting that joke. And so the reality is, if a rhino can run 30 miles an hour but can only see 30 feet ahead, by the time it's running full speed, by the time it sees where it's headed, it's already there. Which is why the collective noun for rhinoceros, a group of rhinoceros, is a crash. Because if a herd of rhinos, as now we say a crash of rhinos, is running toward you or anything, by the time they see you, their thousand-pound bodies will trample anything in their way. And so you have two choices the next time you're faced with a crash of rhinos running at full speed ahead of you, toward you. You can either get out of the way or you can turn and run with them. That's in being part of Edison Chapel and the things that we've seen God do. That is also what I have learned the Holy Spirit is. This divine power sent to us by Jesus himself to be with us and to be a counselor and a protector with the power to stop us in our tracks and at the same time to get behind us so much so that even though we can't see where we're going and by the time we actually have an idea of where we're headed, we've trampled that space and we've gone further than we could have imagined. It's the Holy Spirit who's taken us there. And so Jesus walks up to two fishermen and he says to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Like, fishermen is who they were Fishing is what they did. It was the thing that made their livelihood work. It was the thing that protected them and kept them safe, paid their bills, kept them fed. It was the thing they used to protect themselves, to live, to thrive. It was also the thing they were best at. And oftentimes we choose the thing we're best at <laughs> to put our life and time and energy toward because that is how we will excel. And as we excel at that thing, we will find what this world calls success. And in success for us is safety and some level of peace and comfort and lack of fear because 
we can see tomorrow, and we know the food won't spoil by then. But if you spend any time thinking about your future and your life and the reality that you're going to die and are you going to leave a legacy or not, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother thing. And that feels out of your control. How are people going to remember me? Did my prayers work? Did the things I put my hands to lay a foundation that actually brought something better than me to this planet that when we talk about God's kingdom, was I part of building it or did I do it in the wrong direction? And if we think in those terms, it becomes a little more scary. And Jesus steps into that with these men and says, I know you're fishermen. I see your skills. I see your talents. I see your fears. I see that you've chosen the thing you're good at to be the thing that protects you. If you want, leave it and follow me. And I'll make you fishers of men. I will take your skills. I will take your talents. I will take what you're good at. I, have take, I will take the thing that you have trusted to protect and provide for yourself, and I will use it to further my purposes on this world. And you will have your mind blown. But you have to be willing to stop putting your energy in the things that you're good at to invest in yourself. And you have to put all of that as an investment into me. And I'll show you how it is really meant to work. I had the privilege of learning that at a young age. When the Holy Spirit of God stopped me in my tracks. And said, listen, I remember it in my head. Some people probably think I'm schizophrenic at this point, but... I remember it. I've got you, Rod. I'm not going to let something get in the way of my purpose for you. I can protect you. Doesn't mean I've never been hurt. Probably been hurt in church more than anywhere else, but it doesn't mean I've never been hurt, but it's meant that the Holy Spirit has protected me from the destruction that wouldn't allow me to fulfill my purpose for Jesus. And the Holy Spirit has protected you, too, from anything that would get in the way of you fulfilling your purpose for Jesus. Look where you are right now. You shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be doing the things you're doing. You shouldn't be impacting the people you're impacting. You shouldn't be given the platforms that you've been given. You shouldn't be trusted by the people around you who are trusting you. And yet you are because God has lifted you to that space. He's blocked things from taking you out. He's blocked things from ruining it all. He's protected you. And now he's saying... But I'm also a rhino. I can also take you somewhere. And if you decide you want to jump into housing development, I'll pro I'll, by the time you think it's time to start looking for a house, <laughs> I'll have somebody call and basically give you a house. 
By the time you think it's time to start working in a direction, all have prepared the way. Maybe, maybe you can only see 30 feet ahead, but by the time you start running and when you get to that thing that looks like a wall, you'll find that I've already ran through it for you. And so the challenge with it isn't, oh Lord, give me faith to believe this about you. That's just true. The challenge is, what are your strengths? What are your gifts? What are your talents? What are you good at? It could be anything. And if you can stop using that to invest in your own personal success story and take it out of you and say, Jesus, show me how to use my fishing gifts to build your kingdom, your purposes here on earth, He'll do it. And they immediately dropped their nets and followed him. Wow. I'm thankful they did that because they changed the world. And we found out what fishing for people really looked like a few years later when Peter was standing in front of 3,000 people and launched the church of Jesus Christ all around the world using words he didn't even know what he was saying. And so as we conclude tonight and we're chatting or we're hugging or we're talking or we're laughing or we're driving or I'm yelling at Brave to stop running around because I think she's going to crack her skull on one of these brick walls. Be present to the reality that the Spirit of God has protected you all the way to this moment, right now. You're here. And the dreams that you have, He gave those to you so that you would start running in a direction with them. And even though we feel like we can't see that far ahead. If we can really do a self-assessment, say, Jesus, I think I'm good at fishing. Will you show me? I want to try this. He'll take you further than you could have imagined. Now, that's not a theological principle from my research for my sermon tonight. It's just what I'm seeing happen. Sorry to do this to you, Frank, but I had no idea that a state champion was going to end up at our chess club and truly make it the Kalamazoo Premier Chess Club. I just called it the Premier Chess Club because I wanted people to think we were the best. And I liked chess. And God, like a rhinoceros, injected the Holy Spirit's power into that and sent us three state champions to mentor any kid off the street to say, you don't have to do the gun violence thing. You can be anything you want to be. And we're seeing it change lives. And we're seeing mentorship happen. And it's insane. I finally started taking pictures because I was trying to be humble. But man, that room is full of kids and people. I'm just seeing it happen. I'm just seeing it happen. 
So the encouragement as we conclude and pray is be present and thankful for the protection that God has done in your life. You're here and you're whole because of the Spirit of God. No matter what kind of pain you're seeing around you, you're here and you're whole and you are ready to be used by Jesus because the Spirit of God has protected you. And then be present to the reality that He wants to take whatever gifts you think you have and multiply them by a hundred. And all you have to do is start running. And I would prefer if you did that in this neighborhood. That's my selfish plea. Because we want to show the churches in Kalamazoo what it looks like when we take our gifts, ask God to bless them, and start running in a direction. And so far, the housing and the libraries and the park and the chess, and we have more dreams. But those dreams are hidden inside of you. They're not hidden in my vision, Rod, Pastor, Visionary. No, they're not in they're not they're in you when you say here's what I'm good at so therefore I know what God wants to bring out can we do this together and then we move in empowerment so Jesus thank you for calling us like fishermen to use who we are and what we have in your direction as opposed to ours Thank you that your Holy Spirit has protected us every moment of our lives to bring us to this moment, and you'll continue to do that. And thank you, Jesus, that you're ready to take our risky dreams and turn them into something bigger than we could have ever imagined. Help us to immediately turn and follow where you want to take us. In Jesus' name, amen. Give somebody a hug, hang out, go in peace.